0: You're an athlete and now your goals are fuzzy. But deep inside, the inner animal is still burning. Somewhere deep inside of you, you have the fire. It might be foggy. You might be distracted. You may carry more stress. But you are an athlete. There is not a better time to be an athlete. There is no more important time to train. And I would argue, being a coach, there's no better time to have a coach or mentor. But how should you tangibly evolve your approach to training? How should we set up the plan? A bunch of low stress, train as usual within the confines of accessibility, take a little pinch of salt and do something a little new and fresh, Today, we're not really talking about the coronavirus. We talk about your training, how to set up the plan and get your recipe right. But before we do, let's do our squad update and then let's go into word of the week. Well, for the squaddy update? Today, yes, today, we're awarding scholarships to 25 athletes for the remainder of the 2020 season. We were inundated with applicants and so thank you a genuine thank you to every single person who took the time to apply and congratulations to those 25 who are the full recipients over the coming days we've decided that we are going to extend partial scholarships and support every other qualified applicant in either helping join squad gain access to education our live virtual coaching video sessions and our live office hours with our coaches and experts because Every one of you guys, you touched our hearts. Thank you. And in this time, I also want to extend a special thank you to our partners who stepped up to provide invaluable support and education. And so you guys, until now, hanging behind the scene a little bit, you deserve a little recognition. Andy Blow and the team at Precision Hydration. Ivan O'Gorman and the whole team at IOG Fitting. And Mark, Ava, Paul the team at SMI Orthopaedic Massage. This group, you guys, have bound together to provide free support and education all live to the Purple Patch athletes. And as a group, these guys are completely committed to support in an ongoing manner. We collectively decided, all of us, that if we cannot launch our physical Purple Patch Centre right now, we darn well might as well launch a virtual training centre. And we're... Up and running, we're off to the races. So, Andy, Ava, Chris, Mark, Paul, other Mark, thank you very much. Great to have you on board. So excited for the virtual training center, as we're jokingly calling it, but for the support that you're providing. And to the 25 plus athletes, welcome. We're proud to have you a part of the team. And we really hope that the training, education and community can create some stability, joy and fun and most importantly, provide a boost to your physical and mental resilience and fitness. Performance comes, folks. You just need to put in the hard work. And for everyone else out there listening, we won't talk about the scholarship anymore. That's now done. But an invitation, come join us. There is ironically no better time to get a mentor, coach, or support. The accountability, the smart direction, it is going to guide your performance. You don't need an event date to thrive and move forward and be eager to find performance. And so, let's do this together, folks. Purplepatchfitness.com. Head to the squad page or one to one coaching. We'd be delighted to talk to you. And now, just to tickle your fancy, let's get cracking on a little bit of that dancing let's move the blood, let's wiggle the hips, let's hold the hairbrush in hand and sing to the imaginary crowd. Barry, I'm calling you. Give us the background track. It is time for Word of the Week. We like the way he thinks. Yes, folks, the word of the week this week, expectations. I want to level set with our collective expectations. This week's word of the week is a little bit different. I'm going to detour and transition away from just giving practical educational advice anchored in performance. I want you to level your expectations. And to do this, you and I are going to need a little empathy, and in fact, a little empathy for yourself, not just for others. That is required deeply in this week's segment. You see, as a coach, I have a role to play. And in this period, I can provide perspective, I can listen and guide athletes, I can set up a framework of performance, and hopefully, hopefully, I can help people navigate this phase of life really successfully. And it's a role that I, no, all of us at Purple Page, take very, very seriously. To be honest, we're inspired by it. We want to help and we feel like we can. With all this said, we cannot make this phase of life that we're all collectively going through right now, we cannot make it easy. And so today, I want to ensure that you appreciate Make no mistake that what we're going through right now is really, really hard for most of us. It's terribly challenging in ways that we cannot have even imagined just a few short weeks ago. And so many of the challenges kind of came up behind many of us and slapped us in the back of the head. I don't know anyone who has not struggled, who has yet to face some fear and anxiety who hasn't experienced changing moods or different ups and downs it is folks a casserole it's a casserole that's mixed up with fear hope love connection isolation anxiety innovation and so many more emotions that cascade through each and every one of us in different waves at different times me you everyone our expectations and understanding should be that this isn't easy. This is hard. It's really frigging hard. And that's okay. Because we are going to be okay. And we will emerge. In fact, last week, built and built and built for me and my family to become an incredibly stressful week. In fact, Kelly and I jokingly labelled it the third week. We won't likely ever forget the third week. And it was tough across many, many levels. I've got to be honest, I don't think I've experienced so many challenges across so many areas in one single week in my life. And yet this week, as I record right now, I'm eager, I'm fresh. I'm excited, and I'm in innovation mode. I, no, let me rephrase, we held strong. We controlled the controllables, we fastened our seatbelts, and we reached out to others, lots of friends. We remained connected, and we emerged. It was a tough week. And in our conversations that we've had throughout that week, and now into this, we realise We weren't alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Almost everyone has experienced or is experiencing some aspects that I describe just like me. We are all facing the same thing. And so this week, for Word of the Week, I want to make expectations clear. I'm not delivering all the advice and guidance in this show, with some promise of a short-term fuzzy utopia and all smiles, I'm not providing an antidote to challenge. My expectations should be yours. To provide the best compass and framework to set you up for success in navigating this the best way possible, with habits, with training, with connection, with community, I hope, and even with some smiles. But don't expect to hear me promise you that this is going to make it all easy. Let's just admit, be a little vulnerable and admit this is hard for all of us. And we can share that in making it the best possible midterm life that we can because we will all emerge stronger for it and hopefully we will emerge just a little more connected maybe even a little more grounded and that is why the word of the week this week is expectations alone but together not just emotionally but practically and so with that said guys Let's get on with the fucking meat and potatoes, because it's your dinner time. Yes, the meat and potatoes this week, and it's not all doom and gloom. We're talking about training. Oh, training. Good old-fashioned hard work, striving towards a goal, feeling ambition ooze out of us, with any pain replaced with pride very quickly for our accomplishments. Okay, maybe not quite, but by the end of the show, maybe pretty darn close to that. Training, for many, the compass or the guiding light of race targets, a hidden. the fog of covid with little understanding of when that fog is going to lift so how do you train for something when you don't even know what that something is where does training fit into the whole big puzzle at the moment and what are the actual practical guidelines for you to maximize training now so that you can thrive later the answers maybe quite not be exactly what you're going to expect and so let's dive in before we do i want to go back and remind you of a story of a couple of weeks ago i talked about perspective and i said to one of our pros how do you want to emerge from this phase of your life when you come and the fog lifts what's going to define success and they come up with three answers. Number one, I need to be mentally charged, really motivated. Number two, I need to be physically healthy. And number three, I need to have progressed in the areas that I can progress in. Three defining elements, super. I want you to bear that in mind because as we go through, we want to think about training fitting into creating order in the chaos, guiding with structure, maintaining and improving your health, both physical and mental, and your resilience. We also want to ensure that training can become an escape, something for you, something for you to own, and that is so critical in this piece of life. And if we do this right, create this recipe that we're gonna talk about today, It can create an anchor in connectivity. There can be elements of accountability and a framework for progression and improvement. Doesn't that sound great? And yes, guys, you can improve during these times. So how should we practically approach training? I'm gonna do two things for you. The first is I'm gonna give you the quick and dirty, or as I like to say with my coaches and athletes, here's the headline news. And then we're gonna get in and we're gonna break it down a little bit. And so for you guys with short attention spans or very little time, here's the headline news of training. Number one, we have to be aware that we are fitting training into a life that is supplying much more total stress and cognitive load. So we must be cognizant when we design our training programs. Number two, we have the opportunity as athletes right now to remove the close cloak of seriousness. And so while you'll hear me say, and you've heard me say over the last week, that structure and progression is important I still believe that you and all of us can evolve and improve in certain areas of an athlete, but you'll be in good stead if you do that without taking everything quite so seriously. And guess what? When you do that, you might even learn a thing or two about mindset and perspective when it comes to racing and goals and when those types of features come back into focus number three of the headline news your key performance word when you're approaching training is a single word variance if you're going to avoid immune suppression and overtraining variance is your most wonderful antidote to it variance and so so far we've got more stress we can take off the cloak of serious we need to find variance and number four much of your body of training should be what I call soul-filling. Low stress, social, easier, but with a whole bunch of value. And we're going to get into that later. Number five, despite much of your body of training being soul-filling, you still have permission to crap the whip. You can still feed the lion with some very hard work a couple of times a week. Now, you need that hard work to evolve, but from injecting that, you are going to likely benefit both physically and mentally. And finally, number six, a single word, strength. Strength, 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 and strength. Self-care and high function as a human being is a really good thing currently good job easy yeah actually most of what I just said there isn't really news if you're a regular listener I've been sort of spouting off about that for the last few weeks so good job right all done not so fast laddie not so fast let's dig in and let's get to some specifics this week and so I want to go through a few elements that are really important when you go about setting up your training. The first, frame the challenge. As mentioned in the shows over the last few weeks, our approach to training right now must evolve. And yet there is no time in which training is more critical than now. I often used to talk about post-season and how it sets up a somewhat someone's season, but this is unprecedented. There is no time in which training is more critical than now. In these uncertain times, there is so much uncertainty and there is so much change, which as you know, included in my word of the week, is hard. But as my good mate, Jerry Rodriguez would say, the training creates the structure or it acts as one of the tent pegs in the ground. It provides stability, resilience, and a performance framework. But with that said, no matter the level of athlete, we must acknowledge two things. Number one, at this time, we are integrating training into a life that has a higher baseline daily stress it's unavoidable we are all coping and managing with higher stress and number two at this time most athletes and most human beings are experiencing a much greater variance in stress energy and mood they have cycles of anxiety of stress and fear and also cycles of hope and innovation and purpose it's like swings and roundabouts and most athletes are oscillating between these states, sometimes multiple times daily. And what that does is it removes predictability. And with the elevated stress, it means that our capacity to train and achieve positive adaptations is reduced. You might remember me saying in many shows, our goal as an athlete is to maximize training load while achieving positive adaptations. Well, guess what? Training load must be reduced. We cannot design our training plans like a rigid and immovable checklist. Never has my life is not a spreadsheet, little quote, ever been more appropriate. And so adopt a dynamic mindset, create a little bit of a living and breathing training program that you can adjust relative to your mood, relative to your energy, but also create structure and progression. Don't worry, we're getting to the how. But number one, that is the challenge we face. Well, the next thing, you might think that I'm gonna dive into sessions, but no, the next thing is what you as an athlete bring to it so we have framed the challenge but now my advice is to remove the cloak what in the hell is Dixon talking about remove the cloak because while during this time we are all collectively faced with a heightened training challenge the good news the really good news is that you don't need to be quite as specific and you don't need to be as serious. You are not burdened with a rigid and looming race target that's on the countdown, that's on the horizon. You can afford to put a few steps wrong. So while driving towards a goal is empowering for most and a sure-fired way to drive adherence to a plan as well as all of those supporting good habits, it is important for us to realize that it's something that involves high cognitive load. It takes focus and attention. It is in itself quite fatiguing. And so hyper-focused, goal-driven training, it might drive motivation but it's also draining. And when we emerge from this time, no matter how long this takes, it would be a travesty to emerge mentally exhausted from simply trying to keep up with the same obsessive nature that's in the midst of a build towards a specific event. And so allow yourself to remove the cloak of seriousness, allow training to truly become fun a release of stress, a chance to connect and refresh and escape. Now, does this mean that you have to make training all easy? Do you need to become a sloth and fall into random? Does healthy eating and good sleep hygiene need to be replaced with late nights and fast foods? Of course not. You cannot go random. You don't want to turn into a sloth. You want to ensure that you drive resilience, you focus on health, and you create some self-challenge. But it doesn't require the same level of, how shall I say it, obsession. As I often say, nail the basics. And this little quote resonates for the time we find ourselves in. But during this time, you should take that quote and build it Around these. So, what does nail the basics mean right now for your training? Well, here's the simple stuff about 75% of your training, three quarters for you guys that are challenged with percentages, and I know some of you are, but 75% of your training time or so should be soul filling. But it should be helpful to performance readiness at the same time. We're going to get to that. But a lot of it should be just really fun as an escape and relatively easy 75 percent 25 percent of it should be highly specific and include progression and create challenge and structure and all of this training should be underpinned with great basic habits now you should also if you Nail those basics, 75% solvering, 25% progressive, challenging, highly specific, all underpinned with great habits. You should also give yourself a bit of permission. Permission to be a little wild, be a little free, have a little fun. What do I mean by that? Well, here's an example. Just this last weekend, some of you guys might have noticed the Purple Patch Pros floating around. At Ironman's virtual racing, we had Sam Appleton pegging 15 watts per kilogram in his bike sprint. Chelsea Sodaro, very, very close behind, 14.9 watts per kilogram. Or you might have noticed Sarah pianpiano chasing queen of the mountains up many of the hills just outside of San Francisco. Are these folks training for these? Am I obsessing over their metrics and their output? Did I give them race plans? What? Well, I guess the answer to that is actually yes. And right now, today, I'm going to tell you their race plan. You ready? Here it is. Here is their race plan. Have fun today. And that's the point challenge, fun, all within the puzzle of resilience. And it's a great way to create structure. And of course, that little wild and free, those different challenges fall into that bucket of the 25 percent and so we've got the challenge we've got the mindset we're not taking ourselves quite so seriously by the way isn't that great it means that endurance athletes just become that little bit nicer a bit more pleasant to be around maybe a little more interesting who knows but now with that scope we can get into the training structure because with endurance athletes and fitness enthusiasts, where did we begin with our training structure? How should we build our program? Well, it's not quite where you might think. Number one, how you set up the program, if you want my recommendation, anchor it around that second component that our pro talked about. I need to emerge physically healthy strength, core, mobility. This is a time of training when you can become an assassin of tissue health. Make it a habit. Create great stability. Improve strength as much as you can while at home, even if it's just with your body weight. Develop athleticism. I see so many endurance athletes poking themselves in the eyes when asked to put a finger to nose. Make this time to develop awareness and coordination and make it fun. There is no better time to focus on this when you don't have races that are coming up. For athletes like triathletes with the general inability to swim, there is no better time to improve your tissue health and resilience. But beyond that, beyond working on our chassis, if we wanna call it that, The next focus is the meat and potatoes of your training program right now. Yep, the meat and potatoes of your training program. And that is a soul filler. You should be doing a lot of fun and low stress work. A back to basic simple joy of the why you do this whole thing in the first place. But don't stop there but it must be with real value. And so what does that mean? Well, we need a good amount of your riding to be low stress efficiency work. A lot of zone one, maybe creeping into zone two, lower heart rate type work. But what's the value, you might ask? Well, there's great value here. A basic one, it's a wonderful chance when you have low physical stress to work on posture and pedaling. You can become another assassin today, an assassin of great postural habits and really fluid pedal stroke. If you are riding outside, being safe all the time, I might add, it's a great chance to explore, connect with the world, ride through some quiet towns with less traffic as long as you stay safe. But from a practical standpoint, this is a wonderful time for you to go at low intensity so that you can draw on fat from your fuel source. That's why we call these rides fat utilization. You want to become a better butter burner. And all of this training doesn't impact, at least negatively, your immune system. Over the long term, it boosts your immune system. For people that are runners, be a joy finder a whole bunch of very low stress running, plenty of it, short, engaging and fun because this is a wonderful way for you to develop tissue resilience in conjunction with that strength training, wonderful tissue resilience. You're working on your chassis. It's also a great chance to work on form and technique and it can truly be a stress relief from the day and from life. No metrics, no chasing splits, just run. Simply run with walk breaks as needed to ensure that whether you're riding or running, you return and finish the session fresh. Now, these two aspects of low stress should be reviewed as free training. The role will lead to improved substrate utilization a platform of tissue resilience. But the most important thing is they act as a gateway to improve mental health and vibrancy. Not such a bad thing, you might say. Now, I can't help but make a tangent here. One of my athletes said to me, "Okay, I'll go out and I'll do that low-stress running, but how hard should it be? I said, "Okay, I'm going to get highly specific. You leave your neighborhood in a European town that will remain nameless because the athlete will know that I'm talking about them. But you leave your town and you go out for a run through the very quiet streets and you look around as you're running and you think, oh, look at that neighbor's house. I didn't know they were going to build an extension and what a tasteless extension. Why did they do it in that style? And goodness me, look. At the joneses they really should look after their garden and well these trees are planted in a really different fashion yes that's your metric of intensity not 135 beats per minute not xyz power soul filling escape to enjoy you even get permission to listen to podcasts this is the role of training at this time and yes You can come back in and check in and be present with your form, but take the cloak off a little bit. Have fun. So, so far, troops, we've got work on your strength and do a whole bunch of really easy work. You don't need help for that, do you? In fact, it sounds a little bit like a spa retreat, if you ask me. Is that the end of the story? Well, I'm afraid not. Remember Chelsea and Sam with their crazily high power bursts? That didn't come out of just doing soul-filling running. It arrived out of doing some really, really hard work. And so now we come to the point that we get to talk about the big British beefy sessions. Twice a week of some really high intensity work. Well above threshold. Well above your maximal steady state. This is a time that you can take advantage of raising your ceiling of power and pace. You can hit some really fun and challenging top-end work that isn't really that specific to longer endurance sport. Now, you wanna be cautious not to deviate too much from what we prescribe as our special source, strength endurance-based hill running and riding with low cadence. But during this time, We're not prescribing a whole bunch of six to eight minute, very strong threshold type intervals. That's just gonna suppress. We sprinkle that maybe a couple of weeks, but instead we're spending a lot of time doing a lot of 30 second to three minutes of work at very high effort. But between each of those, we're having a lot of recovery many, many minutes, up to 200% of the interval length of recovery so that we can make every interval count. And these sessions are placed in the program and they're completed only if and when you feel as an athlete energized and excited. Remember another purple patch saying, it takes courage to recover. Well, it takes courage to not do these if you are in a place of mental exhaustion, stress, and over fatigue. But you have a couple of times a week that you're absolutely nailing it to the wall. Now, you might ultimately nail just one, pro or otherwise, you might get two in, but you have permission, and there's your variance, to hit very high intensity and very strong. We just need to be cognizant of when you do it and where you place it. This highly polarized program creates a whole bunch of positives. You've got a valley or a well of soul-filling training, and then you feed the lion. And these high-intensity sessions, the lion feeding parts, they play multiple roles. They become goal-driven. You can repeat and evolve these sessions and you can create little goals and measurable workouts. You can actually see progression. They also, as I mentioned, genuinely feed the lion. They create structure and allow you to remind yourself that you are indeed an athlete. And with so much of the other training being low, it becomes very, very easy to track and monitor development in these areas. What was the third thing that our pro said? Oh yes, progress in the areas that I can have opportunity to. And ultimately, they open the door to work on this top end without the dilution of the effect of it, of the race-specific training that comes with a looming event And so this sabbatical, as we call it, is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to work on your efficiency with low training, your muscular resilience, and the top, top end engine that is gonna be the feeder for you to go back to the specific race training when the fog lifts. The final thing about this structure is that anchoring some work like this really creates linear progression and within it there is all sorts of chances to fit in fun and crazy challenges that can maintain your racing spirit. Remember how I started the show, you are an athlete and so you want to make sure that you feed it. Now that might be an Ironman virtual race. It might be an Ironman virtual challenge. It might be like Sarah Pian a queen or king of the mountain or a PR up a local climb. It might be a race on one of those training apps. Anything that can create a little bit of fun and stress-free targets. Remember, you've taken the cloak off. Okay, we have a lens. We are not obsessed We drive to a resilient body with a bunch of soul-filling work and one or two big hitter sessions every week. Now, now, is that the end of the story? Can we sign, seal and deliver our training? I'm afraid not. We've got more to go because we need to talk about accountability and connection, a massively important piece of the puzzle. Life has changed Now, before this midterm life, many people loved to train alone. It was a chance to get a respite from the world, some highly valued alone time. And this is super. It's almost in many ways falling under the bucket aligned with meditation, albeit with a lot more sweat. But for many in these times that loved to train alone, I'm afraid you're gonna have to adapt to these times. I believe that the more that you, yes, you listening there, the more that you can lean into connections and community right now to share your journey, to source accountability, the better the results will be. Let's think about it. Perhaps you used to attend a group masters swim or a track session. Maybe you did a group weekend ride or You loved your alone training so that you could escape the meetings and the commute and the crazy daily interactions that life provided you before the coronavirus. The world has changed for now and none of us have the same social accountability or connections we had. And sport and training are the very best arena for you to share experiences, to embrace and collectively share the suffering, to safely sweat on each other, all with the protection of the screen providing the divide. In the case of Purple Patch, our mission remains the same. We want to amplify the quality of real coaching and education to everyone, anywhere. And we are absolutely driving on this piece of the puzzle right now. We've just launched a complete library of live coach sessions that people can connect in person, or follow in the fact and follow along with live video coaching sessions. We have six options weekly to join us for shared rides on third-party apps and videos. We have live virtual strength sessions, swim bands while the pools are closed. We've also amplified group sessions for education and front, whether it's the pros with their coffee morning conversations, expert education from the group that I talked about in the squaddy update, coach ledge education and office hours, and we Are doing this now, and we're planning to expand and professionalize off the backbone of the center. But this isn't just because we can do some cool video training and it's great proving ground to really make sure that we can refine and improve. This is out of an absolute belief in the need for athletes to physically progress and improve their mental health with connection. We are creating roots to connect to amplify community, to ensure that all of our athletes are a part of something. We want them to suffer in training together, to learn together, to share struggles with each other. Do you remember the word of the week? Yes, this is hard, but we are better together. No, you are better together. So if you're a coach, you must enable athletes to connect. You cannot do one-to-one. You must connect your athletes. And if you're an athlete, you cannot hide in a hole. And if you're just a fitness geek, get involved. You cannot hide in a hole either. I believe that performance amplifies when we find a way to connect. Your whole training takes on a different personality. You will benefit from jumping into community. And you won't just share you will learn. And with it, you will arrive with accountability, with feedback and a framework to amplify the quality of your training. So yes, do all of the training element, but get involved with something. Don't give up on your goals, track progressions of the key sessions with no demand or seriousness, create mini targets of races, challenges or features that feed your life. And with all of that, folks, remember one thing, the big picture, because we cannot talk about training without supporting habits. And so, yes, nail the basics on your training, but also nail the basics on your habits. Post-workout fueling, daily hydration, a platform of great eating, embracing the easy stuff, making sure your sleep hygiene is great, and all of the other little habits that go into it. Troops, dial in your recipe adjust your training don't be stubborn and you will thrive i promise you will thrive now until next time keep it real and keep up the good fight what did i say today better together yes all right well let's do this feel free to reach out to me or the team purplepatchfitness.com we would love to get you involved In the meantime, have a super week, stay sane, and if you're struggling, control the controllables. I promise you, you're just going to pop out and you're going to feel much better. I do, and you can too. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, would really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review the show. The Apple Podcasts link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time staff people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Cheers!